We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie to rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, October 16th, the final Sunday show before the NBA regular season begins. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the official podcast of DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. I've got my guy, J.D. Silva, with me. Fellas. We've got the OKC tracker himself, Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Taylor Peterson joins the crew. Love-hate relationship with the game of football this weekend between the Sooners. (laughs) uh, TU was on a bye week, thankfully, and then the Chiefs earlier today. But you know what? None of that matters because at the end of the day, Thunder basketball and basketball is my very favorite. So here we are, guys, about a week away from the first game. Less than. Less than, Taylor. Less than. Wednesday, baby. Hey, before we dive into our season preview podcast, we've got you guys covered today talking OKC Thunder, the NBA in general. We've got some news and notes to hit. Before we do all of that, though, some big uncontested announcements I want to let you guys know about. First off, at the time of this recording, we are six days away from the second annual uncontested watch party live at Prairie in downtown Oklahoma City. Make sure that you come out and hang out with us Saturday night. It's going to be a blast. The Oklahoma City Thunder are playing the Denver Nuggets that night. Tips at 8 p.m. Central. So make your way out to Prairie in OKC. We're going to have dollar off full pour beers. $10 wings and fries special from the next-door neighbor to Prairie, Hot Chopsticks. We're going to have uncontested stickers, giveaways. We'll have the hats there. Hats are still $35. bucks. i am thinking I'm down to like six left, so as long as they don't get bought this week, 
<laughs> they will be at the watch party. We'll probably that's do a, a little, a uh, you buy a hat, we buy you a beer type of thing. You know, nice. we, we may we may have like a little it. little giveaway like that. little crusty um, trade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All four of us will be at the watch party. Some of the guys from Daily Thunder will be at the watch party. So come hang, enjoy your time. Uh, watch the Thunder take on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, who are currently 0-1 and one against the Oklahoma City Thunder in the year Whoa. of our Lord 2022. It's going to be a blast. Also, we still have mentioning hats, uncontested hats still available. I just said I got like six left. JD's got his. Justin's got his. I've got mine on right now. They're awesome I'll meet hats. up with Jacob eventually, either this the week or next party. week. Next week for sure I will. Yeah, yeah the watch party. Um, and uh, well, Clippers game. That is very true. We'll get Taylor his hat. So if you'd like a hat, get in our DMs. Uh, hit us up. We will get you one. Also, go drop a five-star rating on the podcast, wherever you download your pods. Take a screenshot of it. DM that to us. We'll send you some uncontested stickers. Uh, make sure it is a five-star rating and not the Mavs fan for life who left a one-star rating. Um, <laughs> because and I we put didn't lose talk- in parentheses. He was I- upset we didn't talk enough about the Mavericks on the uncontested <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. I think we should should pull that into a graphic or something of like Mavericks fans' least favorite Thunder pod. Hey, I'm into should, it, man. We should hey, go uh, he left us a voice review also. This is some bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Well played. Thank you. Beautiful. JD can't click the watch party picture for me, but Dad Gummit, he's got the sounders on keel. I was waiting and wondering, like, should I press this? Should I not press this? <laughs> I did it for you too. I bring over the buzz. Like, I'm yeah. go ahead and do like, this. this I'm not sure someone's about this. to. Oh my goodness. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. I think that's all the news and notes. Besides. We've already been in season schedule for the podcast, but if you're new here, every Sunday, 9 p.m., the weekly roundup show, we come together, talk big picture OKC Thunder. We talk the NBA uh, all across the league. And then post-game podcast, little 25, 30-minute hitters after, excuse me, after every OKC Thunder game, Wednesday night, we have Nick Crane covering uh, the season opener. Saturday, we'll all be at the watch party. We'll record live together after the watch party. And then Sunday, the Thunder take on, I think, the Timberwolves again Sunday night for the home opener at the Paycom Center. And then we will do a Sunday night live show, a big show that night. That's what you have to look forward to from us this coming week. Gentlemen, let's talk some basketball. Yes. Finally. Finally. Some news and notes from Thunderland. Let's start with the big one, one that I don't think any of us expected. The Thunder have signed a new player to a multi-year deal, one Isaiah Joe from... That's his name, right? Isaiah Joe? Yeah, Isaiah I Joe. screwed that up, did I? <laughs> no. Okay. I was Come just making on. sure. I got some weird looks from you guys. You crushed Please. it. No, I'm, I'm Isaiah Joe from the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a 2020 draftee. Uh, the Sixers cut him uh, primarily just because depth issues at, at Philly. He's buried. Thunder pick him up, sign him to a multi-year deal. Another guy on a contract. We're assuming the Thunder are going to cut all four of the guys they got in the Houston Rockets trade. Touch on that in a second. But initial thoughts, the Oklahoma City Thunder picking up another guard, 6'4", 175, a little on the lean side is Isaiah Joe. 
Uh, people like to call him ISO Joe. I love it. Little Joe Johnson reference there. Yes. Uh, shooter. Absolute shooter. What are your guys' thoughts? Didn't he light up the Thunder last season, or am I misremembering? I think he gave us buckets in uh, Utah Summer League. Yeah, I was going to say Summer League. That's maybe what I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Still, honorary member of the all-Thunder killer (laughs) NBA team. Yes, yes. Um, I think it's interesting. My last post-game pod that I did, I talked a little bit about, like, hey, is David and Waba going to stick? Because... He was the only guy that got minutes and surprise. They're all gone now. (laughs) Um, Everyone that was a part of that Thunder Rockets trade has now been let go, which is just incredible tradesmanship if you're into that kind of thing. But I think, you know, Isaiah Joe, the biggest thing was like, I saw he 34.9% of his threes, um, not a stellar number. He can, like you said, he can get you buckets, but not a great percentage. Um, I think you'd like to see it be a little bit higher. Um, I don't know. Maybe the opportunity happens on the Thunder. Maybe he's just like, I, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't know exactly what his role on this team is going to yeah. look like. For sure. For for the record, uh, friend of the podcast Harrison Grimm. He covers the 76ers for Liberty Ballers, the SB yep. Nation. Uh, really good dude. Uh, had this to say to me um, right after that signing happened. He said, Isaiah is an excellent shooter, better than the stats show. There His defense is somewhat streaky, but I have confidence that he can be a good guard defender with some playing time and some consistency. He'll be awesome with OKC and an excellent floor spacer for Josh Giddy. I like that. I like that comes a from a guy who covers the Sixers uh, and the Delaware Blue Coats, which is the 76ers G League affiliate that Isaiah spent a lot of time with. Yeah. Big shout out to Harrison. I like him a lot. Um, I didn't have the luxury of getting to do a deep dive this weekend on Isaiah Joe, mainly because it was just super busy and I was out of town. However, so I'm glad you provide that context because I think that's important and kind of shows what his potential role could be with this team. In fact, there was two different people. One of them was Nick, uh, our own Nick Crane, and then even somebody separately who, uh, to your point, Jacob DM me and kind of said, Lindy Waters Plus, hmm. which is exciting. Hmm. Obviously, I think they're they're built differently and would play different roles on the team, but the main role, the main thing that they would contribute is that shooting and that spacing, like Jacob alluded to. My first thought wasn't necessarily that, as much as it was uh, something that another Sixers beat writer tweeted out. Uh, this is Adam Aronson, a, a fellow Blue Wire family member. He said, happy for Isaiah, who I still think is an NBA player. Likely not a coincidence that former Sixers scouting director Vince Rosman recently took a j- major role in OKC's front office. So if you all remember, back in July, the Thunder announced, or technically Woj announced, that uh, Rosman was announced as the executive, oh yeah, wait, where's that? A VP of Identification and Intelligence in typical Presti fashion. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it is interesting. You know, obviously he was responsible for, for drafting and scouting Tyrese Maxey, uh, Paul, B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed, Reed. Um, and then also Isaiah Joe. So that's an interesting connection there that Rosman comes over to the Thunder, is able to convince Presti, like, hey, we need this guy, uh, more so than keeping that flexibility with that 15th roster spot open. We want this guy on our on our team. And so there's going to be a roster crunch. That was my second thought. You know, even um, when we make these cuts from the the Houston trade, 
I'm curious how he finds or where he finds playing time. Kind of curious your guys' thoughts on that. But obviously, I think very highly of him to bring him in on a multi-year deal. Yeah, we saw him at Summer League. I remember I remember him pretty vividly at Summer League, just lighting it up uh, one game. He, his shot looks good, and I think he is a, a pretty pure shooter. I'm curious to see, like Taylor said, where does he get minutes? Is it I, G League? I, yeah, a lot of G League. Uh, I assume he's not, he's not get getting minutes, minutes over. over like, like he's Higgins. not getting minutes over Trey Man. They'll find him yeah. minutes yeah. here and there. He won't be a rotation guy. Yeah. Uh, last thing on Isaiah Joe, and this is strictly for Silva. Um, I'm pulling it up on the stream now. If you're watching the stream, you should definitely sub to the YouTube channel. Closing in on 1K followers, so please go sub to the YouTube page. Silva, uh, here's the basketball reference page. I'd just like you to read Isaiah Joe's nickname, please. Oh, okay. One second. <clears throat> Stroking Joe. <laughs> I like the, the throat clear. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I officially Joe. am on the Isaiah Joe fan train. I'm ready. Yep. Stroking Sorry. Joe. Stroking Joe. Stroking that's Joe. all I call him. Anytime I see that man, I just say, man, that's Stroking Joe right yep. there. Stroking it once again. God bless. Holy cannoli. Stroking it from deep. <laughs> Come on, man. Holy cannoli. <laughs> Next note, uh, Thunder have to make final roster cuts. Let's hit this one real fast. They're going to cut all four Houston guys. Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. Next. <laughs> Today, <laughs> Sunday, Coach Mark Dagnall met with the, the media along with a few players. Uh, Coach said Shea participated in all of practice today, which was mainly just scrimmaging. Shea looks great and is on track to play Wednesday night. I was told he's going to be out for a month, folks. Shea playing opening night along with Kenrich Williams. He did say Mike Muscala. Uh, maybe not. That one is still up in the air, although Mike was a participant today. They wanted him to participate and then see how he recovered and how his body responded before they make a determination. Any big thoughts on those guys playing? Muscala participated as his uh, role with the team this season, which is assistant coach. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Amazing. Thank God Jay's back. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I yes. cannot. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to take like, a while for them to find a groove. Jay Dub said today to the media, this is like his second time playing with Shea. Yep. Mm. It's gonna but, take and time. also said that Shea looked great. Well, hell yeah. It's probably the best player that J-Dub has literally ever <laughs> yeah. seen in his life. Yeah. Or taking the floor with. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that. I'm, I'm very, I'm, very excited. Also curious, and you know, this kind of transitions us. Eventually, uh, when we get into season predictions here, like lineup rotations, now that Shea is back, like we've talked a lot about this and alluded to it in our, our post games. Like, Justin, I know you did as well. J-Dub's minutes and his role with the team. Does he play more of a forward wing role now that, that SGA is back? Does he still have some primary ball handling duties? It'll be fun to watch. Do they play together? That'd be fun. I hope so. I, I, I'm very excited to, that's really like all through this stretch of, you know, exhibition basketball. That's all I've been wanting to see. It's like, these guys look fun. What do you do with SGA on the court? Because I think it makes things so much more fun. Sure, mm -hmm. an adjustment period, absolutely. But like, Shea makes everyone better. And so we've seen Jay Will without Shea. We've seen like new and improved Trey Mann without Shea. I'm ready to see th those things with Shea. And that exactly. knowing that that's like actually coming is very, very exciting. Um, despite what NBA Twitter rumors and conspiracy theorists will have you believe about Shea's injuries. Hey, 
All I know is first name, lots of numbers has been tweeting at me a lot about OKC Thunder injuries. Yeah. So has 60 follower uh, New York Nick blogger. So <laughs> Nick stand for life. Who, who, who offered to come on to the podcast. Ah, um, I so bet. maybe, maybe we'll reach out, you know? Yeah. Maybe ask him how the past three decades of Nick's basketball has been going. Um, <laughs> Answer. Careful, we just got another one-star review. Answer, Nats fan for life and <laughs> Knicks fan for life. Uh, last one, last note. Tomorrow, Monday, uh, most people who download the pod and don't watch live, you're listening on Monday. Uh, Monday is the deadline for rookie extensions for 2019 draftees. Only one on the team for the Thunder is Darius Baisley. Quick one-word answer. I want to make sure Taylor heard the one-word part. Um, does <laughs> oh Bays God. get an extension tomorrow? Yes or no, Justin? No. Taylor? What constitutes as <laughs> one word? You know, if you think about one word. I'm just kidding. Boo. Uh, no, I don't think so. He, it would have already happened. So JD? No. I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Baisley probably is not seeing an extension get inked tomorrow. Uh, which means he will go into the final year of his rookie scale deal um, as he, he's barreling towards restricted free agency. Yep. Harold agrees with us. No. Um, Do you see his uh, his Memphis Grizzlies counterpart bagged an extension today? Yeah, oh. four-year, 50-something million yeah. for Brandon Clark, the guy that the Thunder mm. traded away yep. for Darius Basley. Classic. Interesting, interesting, Classic. interesting. <laughs> All right, folks. Thunder season preview time. Oh, JD and I... Here we go again. JD and I putting together the outline for the pod today debated on how we wanted to do this. I think the cleanest way, we have five big questions mm. for the Oklahoma City Thunder season. This is our, our five questions. We'll cover our entire previews, predictions, and what we see coming for the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. Let's dive right into them. Question number one. How many games will the Oklahoma City Thunder win? The Vegas over-under is at 23 and a half. Justin, we're going to start with you here. How many games does the Oklahoma City Thunder win this season? That's so much pressure. Um, the answer is 27. They're going to win 27 games this season. I, if I were betting in Vegas, I'd take the over. I would not, however, bet on this team because there are better choices available. Um, but... You look at the last couple of years, 22 wins in the 2020 season, 24 last season, 27 feels like another appropriate jump. I can already feel Thunder Twitter seething at the sound of 27 wins. Um, I think their ceiling is much higher. I think their potential is much higher. I don't know that they reach that this season for many, many, many reasons. I think that you know, the Thunder are going to be doing some stuff, some Wimbenyama-ing towards the end of the season because they'd be stupid not to. Scooting um, towards the bottom, baby. You can count on injuries, like actual ones, not fake Sam Presti conspiracy ones. Like, people are going to get hurt. So, yes, this team plays 82 games, fully uninjured. They could, they could be great, 35 games. I don't know, but they're not going to. Someone's going to get hurt. We've already seen it with Chet. Like, things don't go perfectly. And so they're going to they're gonna get hurt. And then the, the third piece is we know how this team is constructed. They don't have a center. That's going to lose you a lot of games by default. No matter how good or how talented the pieces on this team are, they don't have a center. And there's a lot of teams that can take advantage of that fact and beat you. And the Thunder are going to pull off some stupid wins over people they shouldn't beat. 
but they're also going to lose a lot of games because of how this team's constructed by no fault of the talent on this roster. So I'm, I'm going at, at 27 wins. Taylor. I don't necessarily disagree with the points Justin made. I think that's accurate. And even to add on to that, you think about the youth on this team, how much younger is the second youngest team in NBA history as the uh, Thunder broadcast loves to point out every single chance they get only followed by the youngest team in NBA history, which was last season, right? So all those leads lead to losses. However, there is a lot of talent on this team. I've kind of alluded to this as well. And some of the post games, even the off season podcast we've done, but you think about some of the end of the bench guys, like the guys we will be seeing in a quote unquote tank time at the end of the season. If that does indeed happen, which we think it will, they're much better players. Uh, their players were more invested in the, uh, the organization is more invested in. I think that in previous years where you bring up, you know, no offense, but Xavier Simpsons and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a little different this season. So I went back and looked at the standings last year. I specifically looked at the play-in cutoff. You have the Lakers at 11 with 33 wins. You know, Lakers. Um, <laughs> a lot to say there. You have the Kangs at 30 wins and the Trailblazers at 27 before you finally get to the Thunder and Rockets. So I counted how many teams I thought were going to be worse than the Thunder this season. Um, we're going. I, I personally think the Rockets, this is an unpopular opinion in NBA media, I think the Rockets will be worse. I think the Spurs will be worse. I think the Jazz will be worse. That already is two more teams in last season that I think the Thunder will be better than. That would put them kind of in that king spot at 12, which is 30 wins. So that's why I'm going with that 30-win mark combined with, I just think they have better players from top to bottom, one through quite literally 15. We'll get into detail some later when we do some bold predictions. All those reasons, I think they'll probably have 30 wins and uh, be in that, like, kind of that 12th spot, you know, uh, a little better than last season but not quite ready to make the leap like they will in the, the coming 2023-24 season. That was a convincing argument, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I rest I, my case. Yeah, I, I will fall right in between both of you at 29 wins. Uh, I think 29 to 32 is going to be their range, which is a lot higher than Vegas says, a lot higher than most people think. Uh, a big part of that is because I think the Thunder are more, more of an organized and well-coached team than some of the other teams at the bottom. Like the Rockets, for example, I just think they are kind of a mess. I don't know if they necessarily have. They have talented players, for sure. Shangun, talented. Jabari Smith, number two, number three pick. Jalen Green's awesome. Beyond that, I don't know what their game plan is night to night. And a lot of places that like that, like Utah, I think is going to be really bad. Uh, I think teams like the Charlotte Hornets are going to be surprisingly bad. Uh, <laughs> the Wizards, I could very easily see them like just nosediving. Portland is super close to nosediving. I think there are just more teams in that range that could see the opportunity to uh, lose way more games and get an extra bite at the apple, a bite at the Wimby apple. So, yeah, 29 wins, I think, sounds right, right, right. I also don't think at the top of the conferences, like Phoenix won 64 games last year. I don't really see any way a team is winning that many games. Yeah. So at least certainly not that, Phoenix. Certainly not Phoenix. No, I think there's just a lot of parity around the NBA right now. Uh, night to night, games will be more competitive. Than That's what's been. so interesting to me, Sola. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, how does that affect all these teams? I will be the pessimist of the group. I'm going 25. Ayo. Uh, Ayo. One more than last year. I think the team is better than last year by far. Um, I think at the end, they will tank. I think once we get to like a month 
of the season left, 15 games, 17 games of the season left, you're not going to see Shea. You're not going to see Lou. You're not going to see Josh. You're going to see Isaiah Joe. You're going to see Jay Will. You're going to see some random guys from the G League uh, because that makes sense. Why push to get seed number 12, which doesn't matter, when you could get to the bottom and have better odds? Yep. I also just think the West is freaking stacked this year and it is going to make games harder. The, The Thunder will be better, but they're playing better teams. You know, the Clippers yep. are better. The Nuggets are yep. better. The Blazers are better. The Kings are better. Minnesota Timberwolves are better. Los Angeles Lakers, who the hell knows? <laughs> you know, but there's, I mean, Zion's back. You know, yep. the, the Pelicans are unbiasedly better. So I got the Thunder at 25 wins. Let's You're move on. Let's move on to big question number two for the Thunder season. We're going to go in reverse order this time. So, Silva, we're starting with you. Let's go. Who starts and who plays for this team? So, starters and then kind of like a, a depth chart, a uh, a NBA rotation. You want me to go through all all of them? Everything? Let, let's, hit, let's take everyone and go starters <laughs> first for everybody. Okay. Starters. Shea. Dort. Josh Giddy, Alexi Pokushevsky. Yes. And JRE. Those are my starters. I've got the same for what it's worth. Justin, right. do, you, do you have the same starting five? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I Yeah. Yes. Now, granted, I had, in typical Taylor fashion, I have a disclaimer with that one because <laughs> I think to end the season, the starters will not be the same. Oh, Curious your guys' totally, thoughts. Totally uh, agree. I know Jacob's going to agree for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're going to be starting the G League team. I. Yeah, this bro. may be a hot take. I think Baisley starts multiple games before like in the next month and a half i think they're gonna keep the starting kind of flexible i mean agreed yeah i think they're like quote unquote starting five is what we just mentioned Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be shocked if basely starts night one against that big front line of minnesota or if they run that that final preseason game starting five with j will and jre yeah i wouldn't be shocked Yep, I agree. I don't think it'll be like, you know, 60-ish games of the same starting lineup. I think it'll be a lot more flexible. Can we so take a I. second and fantasize about uh, Rudy Gobert having to guard J-Dub out on the perimeter? <laughs> Incredible. As much so as much. I hate Rudy Gobert, <laughs> best sounder we have. <laughs> so what is what does the depth look like then, guys? If let's say they have a eleven an 11-man rotation. Who are the next six? Let's let's kind of round robin this. So we're going to kind of draft it here. Justin, who's the like next it. one? Trey Mann. It's got to be. What a man, what a man. Trey Mann, uh, I would agree. Do you think Trey Mann is the, the top bench minutes getter? Yes. Unequivocally, yes. Awesome. Taylor, who's the next guy? Next guy's got to be J-Dub. I mean, I'm very high on J-Dub. I think, obviously, based on preseason, I think Dignall is as well. We got to go J-Dub next. I agree with Justin, and that was first on my list with Trey Mann. J-Dub's right on there. Viagra's going to go out of business with a J-Dub <laughs> Trey Mann backcourt. Jeez. <laughs> Silva, who's next? <laughs> oh, boy. Kenny Hustle. Okay. I think that's fair. I like I that. like it. Especially early on. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. So there's three. I got the next one. Um, 
This is like when Kevin Durant had Harden you, and Gobert. You don't want to pick this one, game. Jacob, but you probably need to. It's probably <laughs> going to be next, but you don't want to take him. I get it. Uh, I think Darius Baisley will be the backup five. Yes. Agreed. I think he will strictly be the backup five. Um, so that's who I'll take at spot number four. Justin, you got spot number five. <sighs> I want to say Aaron Wiggins. Me too. Oh, yes. But I ain't. I'm gonna say Oos. Hey, Ooh, well nice. done. I had that one too. I like it um, right there. But yeah, I mean, I, as much as I love Mascala, I, I kind of made the joke about the assistant coach role earlier. But I think there's some validity to that. Um, he will have games where he plays quite a bit early yep. on this season, right? When they're trying to win certain games, and um, you know, yep. we'll dive into that later. But I think Aaron Wiggins would be the next on my list. Which so Aaron Wiggins will be number with. six. Wait, sorry, what? If you're if yes. you're going, we went yeah, loose and then Wiggins with six, so yes. that's all. Yep. Totally, I would love to see a, a bench lineup of Man, Dub, Kenrich, Oos, and I guess Baisley. Um, that doesn't excite <laughs> Gosh, me, dude. But I'd rather see Muscala. <laughs> probably so, yes. Um, but <laughs> I think Oos has earned minutes, and I think yeah. you need to get him time yeah. against. Uh, NBA second units. Agreed. I could totally see him doing exactly what we've seen with Trey Mann and with Poku, where they get minutes first couple weeks of the season, then ship him to the blue, let him get some good burn with the blue, let him get extended minutes, let him get increased opportunities, and then yank him back up and see what they can do after their little blue adventure. And I, I could totally see that being the, the Usman Jang plan for this was year. was literally about the same, say something very similar, Justin, except I just wanted to emphasize that the fact that Pressy was able to win something, you know, if you want to call it an argument that he had with the league about the, the blue getting to play in the Paycom Center still, yeah. not having to play somewhere else. That means we're going to see, like you said, Justin, what, what JRE and Trey Mann yep. both did last season where – We'll see Usman, I think, probably in more of a uh, lead playmaking role, on-ball yeah. role with the blue, yep. with a very defined role with the Thunder. So we see him play, you know, like you were saying, 30 or so minutes with the blue, 10 minutes with the Thunder that night. That's fair. I'm going uh, single digits for Usman Jang blue games. Ooh, wow. spicy. I wish you had that in the Bets podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> this is leaving who out of the rotation? We went with 11 guys. So the guys that are out are Isaiah Joe, yep. Mike Will. Muscala, Jay Will. Yep. And who's the last one? Who's the 15th guy? Hmm. Are we missing? Why am I going Eugene? He's no, two he's way. a two-way. He's, two he's a two-way. Lenny's a two-way. Who is it? Wow. I'm going blank, too. Uh, Chad, if you have the answer, How let us embarrassing. know. <laughs> I literally just closed the death chart window. Hang on. Uh, oh, oh. Trey Burke? No, he's gone. No. He's going to be no. gone. He'll be wait. He's already waved. Um, wow. Good God. Maybe we didn't like Kenrich. Yeah, we mentioned Kenrich. I don't think we left anyone off. Maybe. Oh, he's bad at counting. Maybe we're just bad at counting. I think, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. see anybody else. This makes my so head hurt. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Big question number three for the Oklahoma City Thunder season preview. Taylor, you get to go first on this one. What are the goals for the Oklahoma City Thunder this season? If you had to put uh, a drop of truth serum in Sam Presti's morning latte, 
and you ask him, what are the, what is, what are your realistic goals for this team? What do you want to achieve this year? What is it? Do you want me to rapid fire through five or give one with a detailed answer? <laughs> That's up to you, my guy. <laughs> Let's just rapid fire here and you guys can, uh, can pick which one you think is most relevant. But I have play as a cohesive unit. Again, no order. Play as a cohesive unit. Turn versatility into a strength. Keep defensive system intact and maintain top half defense. Ranking most of the season. Um, improve three-point shooting. And young guys all show improvement. Those are the ones I came up with off the top of my head. Those are good. Will you those read those one good. more time? Those are really good. I got a crying baby, so I'll be fast. But uh, <laughs> play as a cohesive unit. Turn versatility into a strength. We know that's a huge thing that mm-hmm. Presley's been harping on. Keep defensive system intact, which means maintain a top-half defensive ranking most of the season, like last year. Improve three-point shooting, which we already have seen the preseason being an emphasis on that. And my last one is young guys all show improvement, which is very vague. I understand that, yep. but... Yep. Hey, for what it's worth, Nate in the chat says the 15th guy is Chet. We suck. Dude. Oh. Yes. Okay. We that suck. makes me feel better, yeah. actually. <laughs> Thank you, um, Kenny. Thank you, right Kenny and Nate. Us. Yeah. Yes, Kenny and Nate I, both got us covered. I agree with everything Taylor said. Um, I think the the obvious one is just like getting young guys minutes, getting them opportunities, getting them development, getting them on the floor, putting them in situations. Like all those close games the Thunder had last year are so valuable for young mm-hmm. guys. Like the Thunder lost a lot of games, but it wasn't always 72 point blowouts. There was a lot of like late game opportunities and some of the lineups they ran in those late game, like close game situations were really interesting because you're putting, putting those guys in those like winning basketball moment situations. I think you're going to see a lot more of that this season from OKC as they, as they try to get those young guys experience because of how ridiculously young they are and how many un- inexperienced prospects they have up and down this roster. The, yeah, I think, the big uh... one, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, kind of on that same note, turning, keeping a, keeping their defense, uh, their defense is a large part in why they were so competitive last year. And that kind of ties in with Taylor's point of turning this versatility, this length into wins and into a strength for the team. I, I do wonder, like, do you guys think they're a top half? Is top half too, too insane? They were like 14th for a long time yeah. last year. They were 11th right? for a long stretch last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think don't they think could, that's unrealistic at I all. I think they could be one of the, best teams as far as like uh deflections go because of how nuts the wingspan is across long boy game the line at the long i keep boy going game. back to that first preseason game against denver where i mean it was just swarming like there were arms everywhere anytime someone went to the basket they were surrounded by three guys the rotations were frantic chaotic yep. it just felt like they were everywhere on the floor arms all over the place i like the defensive one but mine ties in with justin's as far as getting young guys minutes, you got to figure out who you got. Like we talked about Aaron Wiggins a lot, right? He, he plays really well. Um, we talked about like Trey Mann a lot. Um, we, we talked about all these young guys who steps up and becomes a dude. Yep. And who's mm-hmm. a guy that whenever, um, you are in like a legitimate game of consequence. I like to think of the game that shut down the NBA, <laughs> Oklahoma City versus Utah. That was the game for fourth place in the West. Mm-hmm. 
that was like a massive showdown before it never happened. The ultimate game of consequence for both the U.S. <laughs> and the Thunder. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but in those types of games, in a game three, when you're down 2-1, uh, or I guess you're tied up 1-1, in a game three in the first round of, of the Western Conference playoffs, who's a dude that can go in and just make stuff happen for you? Like yep. You got to start figuring out who those guys are because you're not keeping 15 dudes and then bringing another guy in the draft next year and giving all these guys minutes. Like There is going to be a hierarchy that is formed. I think that's why they brought in Isaiah Joe. Get that competition going. Find out who is better. Yep. You know, and and for me, that's really the big goal of this season is figure out who's a dude and who can play, who is part of your future, and who is a fun young guy that you need to start looking to can we flip him and moving forward. That's the the name of the game's roster exploration, right? Mm-hmm. Like Presty gave us that term, and that's exactly what it is. It's seeing who you have. It's bringing a lot of people through the system. Like I think the amount of turnover that the Thunder have had the last few seasons is by design to get more people in, more people in the building, give them time with the team in the system, with the coaches, practice time, as important as game time for evaluation, and just seeing who who's out there. Can you find another diamond in the rough that you can add to this team? I think that's that's a great point, Jacob. The, the last thing that I'll add, I think probably one of the biggest things, thinking about the, the core of this group um, moving forward, is I think continuing to see what a Shea Giddy backcourt looks like. Like, I think that's one of the big goals for the season is like, can you crack that nut of what that pairing looks like? How is it most successful? Who's handling the ball more often? What types of sets are you running? What types of situations are you putting the team in that allows both of those guys to flourish on the floor at the same time? It was unfortunate because of injuries last year that we didn't get as much of it as I, I would have wanted. So I'm hopeful that's what makes me so excited about Shea coming back is like, that's what I want to watch. I want to see Shea and Giddy playing off each other, complimenting, complimenting each other because we've seen, we've seen a ton of like superstar duo backcourts in the NBA. They, they can take you places. Look at the Celtics. And so I think if, if they can figure out how those two fit together, I think that that's going to be a, a very important thing to figure out for this team this year. Totally agree. Hey, both of you guys mentioned the youngness of this team after the Isaiah Joe signing and the assumed David Nawaba waving, uh, I tweeted this from the, the uncontested Twitter account last night. Here are the ages of Oklahoma City. 19, four 20-year-olds, three 21-year-olds, a 22-year-old, three 23-year-olds, one 24-year-old, then Kenrich Williams at 27, uh, and the old man Mike Muscala at 31. That's God, crazy. That is wild. 13, so they, know, 13, they know Mike be the youngest. Yeah, 13 of your 15-man roster is 24 or younger. That's There's like a, a mid-major college basketball team. 100%. <laughs> like, it is. That's insane. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. That's it's a good exciting. plug for Thunder U, Jake. 100%. Get your Thunder U hats, baby. Hit the DMs. <laughs> Big question for the Thunder season, number four. Silva, we'll start with you on this one. What moves, what roster moves should fans expect? People think, love the, this side of the NBA, which is the mm-hmm. transactional, the movement, the trades, free agency. It really is what keeps the, the NBA relevant year-round. What do you expect from the Thunder this year? 
Uh, I will I will say unless unless one of our prospect one of the Thunder's prospects like Poku just comes out and totally tanks, uh, or Trey Mann just starts playing horrible 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 basketball like the, with the status quo being what it is, I could see Darius Baisley being traded by the trade deadline for sure. Uh, I think for all the reasons we've talked about over the last summer, uh, he has he's shown what he has shown. And I think that is a guy that doesn't necessarily fit with the vision of this team uh, from a passing instinct uh, point of view from an just fitting into the flow of the offense. Isn't really something that he does. He's just like a play finisher and a shot blocker. And that's basically it. Uh, everyone should be able to dribble past shoot is the, is the goal. And he can do like one and a half of those things. So I could see Bayes. Bayes is the biggest name I could think of uh, that, that could be traded. You can you, then you can look ahead at guys like, okay, is Kendrick Williams going to get traded? Are we going to go through that whole thing again? Uh, I'm guessing no, because he's like highly valued. They just extended his contract. Wants to uh, retire here. Wants to retire here, of course. Like Mike Muscala just loves being around here, and then everyone else is so young, and like you still have stuff to figure out, stuff to learn about these players. So Bayes is the one. I think that's fair. I, I think that some of those guys further down the roster i think could be i don't want to say expendable but like i think you can you can start to understand what you have with them sooner uh if the name of the game is roster exploration i don't know that some of these guys need to be explored extensively um but but i agree with you i think it's gonna be a quieter season um, not that the last season was loud. Um, I think that, you know, that, that it kind of is what it is with this team. I don't think they're, they're not going to make the splashy trade this season. I don't think, I think that probably if it's going to happen comes next season. I don't think this is the year that that happens. Um, they're not packaging a bunch of picks to bring in somebody unless asterisk there's like some crazy disgruntled superstar situation in the thunder feel like the, the, opportunity is there then sure go for it but outside of that happening which i guess has kind of become standard practice in the nba disgruntled superstar demands a trade um i think i think it'll be relatively quiet but like you know in aaron wiggins to bring his name up like i think he he could be someone that like i could see the thunder moving on from him potentially um darius basley is the other but like beyond that it's a lot of like rookies second year guys and guys that you probably feel pretty good about. So there's, there's not a ton of like fluff on this roster. It doesn't feel like. I think you guys know that pretty well. I, my first bullet point was what Silva really alluded to and hit well and Baisley. Um, and the only thing I would add is something we've talked about for years now on this podcast. Uh, I say that, you know, we're what on our fifth season, but still like throughout that period, we've talked about how Presti has very rarely I won't say always because that's not the case, but very rarely lets players hit restricted free agency without either trading them or negotiating an extension. I think it is worth noting there that Baisley is repped by Clutch, which, you know, nothing against Clutch, but that doesn't necessarily make things easy. Um, So, uh, yeah, a Baisley trade is something that's definitely on my horizon as well. The other thing, kind of like you were saying, Justin, it's very hard to predict but it wouldn't just absolutely shock me. We talked about all these different mouths to feed and bringing in Isaiah Joe, for example, how he, how is he going to get minutes with OKC? Well, one way he could 
is if he proves himself in practice and proves himself when he gets to game time. And some of these guys fall out of the rotation, but are still very promising prospects. As Presti has mentioned, you know, you, all the, a lot of these guys are going to be NBA players, but they can't all play for the Thunder, basically, to paraphrase what he's told us in, in uh, some of his interviews or some of his media availability. So all that being said, I would not be shocked to see some sort of, you know, consolidation trade, which opens up minutes for a Usman Jang or maybe even an Isaiah Joe, just to use a recent example. Um, so that would be my other prediction or it, where we could potentially see roster moves happen. But to Justin's point, it'll probably be relatively quiet again this season until, you know, 2023, 2024. Yeah, you guys have absolutely nailed it. Uh, far and away, distanced number one guy to get traded on this team for me is Baisley. And I don't think it's going to be a sexy return. I think it'll be a second round pick, uh, trade exception type of thing um rights to some guy because you have to trade something of value um and that's not because basely is awful like i think basely has flashes but to me the writing is on the wall no extension unless something happens tomorrow i don't think it will no extension there's a guy behind him who is younger and more skilled beating on the door for playing time in usman jang presti does not like restricted free agency and likes extending the life of an asset uh, a trade does that. You can't tell me that Thunderland pick number one and get Victor or the Thunderland pick number four and get Cam Whitmore or whoever. And they've got this new top five pick uh, who you want to immediately get in and play along with Chet Holmgren. And you're ready to sit down and negotiate multi-year <laughs> with Darius Baisley. Like it, Ooh. it just doesn't add up to me. Um, I've been saying this. You guys know this for months now. The Thunder did this with Hamadou Diallo, and it came around Christmas time. And I'm expecting the same thing with Darius Baisley, and I expect it to happen around Christmas time. Los so Angeles Lakers power forward Darius Baisley makes too much sense for Russell Westbrook and two firsts, right? <laughs> Justin on Twitter. <laughs> Big question number five at the end of the year. What will be our biggest takeaway? So fast forward to April like 12th, the Thunder season has ended. What is your big takeaway? When you look at the season, you say, wow, this thing. What is it? <laughs> I say, wow, the Thunder got the number one pick. <laughs> um, no, and we wouldn't honestly, be at the, the lottery. Yeah, we wouldn't be at the lottery, at that point, buddy. Well, okay, fine. Number one you, odds. You did say April. Number one odds. Um, Fair. The th <laughs> wow. The Thunder traded for LeBron James? No, I'm kidding. So really, in, in all actuality. Is there a draft promise for Bronny? Some exactly. are saying. We're on the same wavelength, Taylor. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. So at the end of the year, the big takeaway is going to be like, dang, this team has a super fun core. And dang spelled D-I-N-G. Dang. Jang. Yeah, got Jang. They have Chet Holmgren and a top four pick coming in. Probably that that's where I want to be. I want to be looking at this team, feeling all the tinglys about SGA, about Josh Giddy, about Trey Mann, about Jay Will, etc. So on and so forth. Then you remember they have freaking Chet Holmgren ready to come in and play. Then you see 
wherever they end up in the lottery odds, like, okay, I feel good about that. You know, maybe they'll make a jump and, and they'll get Wimby, they'll get Scoot, they'll get whoever. They're going to get somebody of great value to add to this team alongside Chet. And that 2023-24 season is going to be so much fun because whatever this team does this year, you're adding likely two top five picks, five-ish, depending on where the season nets out. You're adding two top five talents to whatever this team is. And I think this team has has looked really, 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 really fun in preseason. If that continues through this season, it's going to be a very, very exciting time for Thunder fans come the end of next season. Summer League next year going to be lit. Yes. Oh, my God. 100%. Taylor, at April 12th, the season is over. You look back and you say, wow. Blank. What is the blank? So this wouldn't necessarily be the case for the month of April because we all agree that we probably would have transitioned into um, quote-unquote tank mode at that point. But I think, let's just call it the last point that Thunder are playing competitive basketball, that they are trying to win games. I think Trey Mann closes the games while the Thunder are still being competitive. So, for example, the lineup in in this instance would probably be Shea, Lou, Giddy, Trey Mann, and one of JRE or Muscala. Maybe Poku, that seems a little too crazy if you're playing uh, Trey at one of those spots. Look, as much as I love J-Dub, and I really do, but man, I think Trey, no pun intended, <laughs> really has a, a an opportunity here to show what he's capable of. And I think he could be so good during that, like I said, the competitive period of this upcoming season that he ends up closing games for this Thunder team alongside these other ball handlers. J.D.? I'm going to say something similar to what Taylor said, but for another player. Oh, and I'll probably guess it was going to be. It's J-Dub. I think we all start having a conversation at the end of the season. We're going to say something along the lines of, look, it's too early, but I think J-Dub should start next year. We're all going to say something nuts like that. We're going to be like, J-Dub, is this guy to steal the draft? Um, we're all going to be just way too hyped about, about the guy. Cause he's going to have a great season. He's going to have a bunch of 20 point nights and it's gonna be really exciting. So uh, my, my next bullet point was literally J dub potential starter or sorry, J dub starter with star potential. Wow. I feel like I gotta go bold here. Get spicy. Oh, you guys wow. didn't like you, you took like rational things. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we're going to get to April 12th. We're going to be in tank mode, but we're going to look back and we're going to say the Thunder had an all-star and they probably in the next couple of years have another backcourt guy who will be an all-star in Josh Giddy because he ended the year shooting 33% from three and averaged like 12, eight and eight. And we're going to say they're about to add Chet Holmgren and another guy to a possible double all-star backcourt in these two dudes, this team is going to get funky fast. Like we're going to have a whole bunch of six, six and taller dudes who could all be like all-star <laughs> potential. So my, yes. my, my looking in the rear view mirror is Shay was an all-star and Josh Giddy is Will showing be. like he should probably be in the all-star conversation than the coming year. I love it. Me too. I like that. Awesome. So those are our five big questions, kind of our our preview, our predictions going into the Oklahoma City Thunder season. Once again, those were 
How many games did the Thunder win? We all kind of fell between 25 and 29 there. Uh, who starts? Who plays? We went with Shea, Josh, Lou, Poku, and JRE as the starters with a plethora of guys coming off the bench, but primarily J-Dub, Trey Mann, Darius Baisley, Kenrich Williams. The goals for the season, we all kind of touched on growth, young guy development, just figuring out who you got, keeping that defensive tenacity intact. What roster moves do we expect? We all pretty much said Darius Baisley and not much else. And then lastly, our big predictions, which you just listened to. Gentlemen, I am so stoked for OKC Thunder basketball. Wednesday night cannot get here soon enough. But before we end the pod, we got to talk some NBA-wide predictions. Before we do that, Silva, can we tell the people about the advertisers for the week? What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out, it's been a while since we've done this drop. It's time to take a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> I just realized that one of the payoffs for our bets should have been somebody has to recreate that song <laughs> and we <laughs> use that as the drop. Oh, yes. God. Incredible. That would have been perfect. So our league-wide NBA season preview slash predictions, we're going with old reliable folks. An uncontested favorite, a game of take it or leave it. Very simple rules. I'm going to give these guys a statement and they simply choose. I'm taking it. It's real. Or I'm leaving it. I don't think it's going to happen. We can, we'll round table this one as well. I think that's the best way to do this. JD is on the board. JD, take it or leave it. The MVP this season does not come from the Western Conference. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to, oh, God, there's so many names. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. So I think it I think it will come from the Western Conference. Oh, give us a name. Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, me too. Justin. What? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of this one? Are you taking it? I like Luca. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. That's exact. I, I had Taylor. a bet. What? I had a bet for the bets. Oh, I forgot about that. That was Luka. Oh, I did too. That's a good one. Taylor, who's uh, your MVP? Oh, who's my MVP? I was just going to say that I would take Luka and Jokic over probably Embiid and Tatum, which is why I would have taken this bet. But give me, if I had to pick an Giannis, MVP, Giannis MVP. Oh, or sorry, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis Embiid. That's a good one. Thank you. Very bold. <laughs> Very bold. Uh, next one. <sighs> Justin, take it or leave it. This is one of my favorite ones. A non-Pacific Division team makes the finals for the West. This is a for really reference. Good one. Pacific Division: Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Suns. So, are you taking it that those five teams all missed the finals, or are you leaving it, meaning you want one of those five? I mean, now that the Kings are in there. You probably have to leave it, Justin. <laughs> I think I'm taking it. And I know what your follow-up question is going to be. And that's, that's the only hesitation. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, You're going the Timberwolves? I've got one. The Listen, Nuggets? The Lakers oh. are a clown fiesta. I don't ever trust Paul George for reasons. Uh, the Warriors are fighting each other in practice. The Kings Quite literally. are the Kings. Uh, DeAndre Ayton <laughs> don't want to be there. So like, be- I don't- Before you move on there, did you guys see the tweet? That said, Jordan Poole walking in the practice facility after extension, yes. like, and it was playing Many Men by Fifty Cent. <laughs> it was the Brian Robinson. Uh, so yeah, the, I love that. What are they now? Uh, the the commanders. Commanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a dope intro. You can't get so, much cooler than getting Brian shot Robinson gets shot and then making your intro. Like, what Many Men less by than 50. two months later? Yeah, they played Many Men. So I mean, good. I got chills when I watched that. 
So Josiah Johnson, of course, goes in and uh, plays that and says, pull Jordan me pull. back into the... <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so so if you're going to make me pick someone, I think I'm going to say Denver. That's a good pick. That's a good I, pick. I, Jamal I Murray, I like, I, they feel stable, which none of the Pacific Division teams feel stable. They all feel, no, they don't all. A lot of them feel talented. But they don't feel stable. Denver feels stable. I like it. Taylor, who's your Western Conference finals pick? So I would have left this um, to Justin's point. Actually, actually had the Nuggets, the number one. Uh, oh, all right. In the we West. got two mm-hmm. Nuggets votes. But I, I, I'm leaving this because I think it's going to be one of the Clippers or the Warriors in the finals. All right. JD, who's your Western finals team? I'm also leaving it and uh, <laughs> just pile on. I'm, I would guess the Nuggets also. Wow. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. Not just that. I'm taking it. I'm no, going dubs. Know. Give me the dubs again. I don't That's like who, them, but I'm taking who takes, them. Who leaves? They what better make the finals. They're paying half the a bill. Team makes the finals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What if something That's crazy right. happens and the Pelicans make the finals? That would be crazy. Crazy. Uh, Taylor, you're up next. Take it or leave it. A 2022. So this last season, All Star gets traded during the season. I got my best man on it, Silva. Yes, I have the list here. It is Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, which is nuts, uh, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, Cat, Draymond, and then we move to team LeBron. We got LeBron, we got Giannis, Steph, DeMar, DeRozan, uh, Jokic, Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler. God, the picture of Jimmy Butler they have on here is him with no <laughs> facial hair and the really long hair. It's really crazy. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Luca, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm taking this one because of the odds, right? Like, oh yeah, I've got to take that. At least one of these players is getting traded. Now to Justin's uh, previous question, uh, the follow up is going to be who? Who? And, who? Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm the I'm the podcast owl. owl. Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 who? Oh boy, SGA. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that this one, guy. that one, count anyways because he wasn't a 2022 yeah. All Star. He was robbed. Let's let's just go ahead and, and low hanging fruit for the sake of the podcast. That's going a little long here. Uh, we'll say one of Bill, one of Lillard. Ooh, I like okay. that. A little yeah. spicy. That's spicy. Justin, you taking this one or leaving it? I think I'm leaving it. Okay, easy enough. <laughs> JD, what are you doing on this one? I think I want to take it. I think it's going to be a bull or Draymond. Oh, I like that. Actually, I, I had, a lot. I had. If I take it, I'm going to take it. A bull, either Demar or Zach. Yep. Uh, Draymond um, was the only Raptor on there. Fred VanVleet. Yep. There was yes. no Pascal. Yeah, that is, right. that's a great one. Pascal get, made an All NBA team, but did not make the All Star. Feel like yeah. that's an honorable mention. Give me, give me. Uh, throw Fred Van Vliet in my bucket as well. Okay, I like those. I like those a lot. Um, who is next? I believe we are back to JD. Yep, I think so. JD, the East and the West will each have two new All Stars this season. When I say new, I mean they've never been on the All Star team before. Take it or leave it. Both the East and the West get two people who have never been in the All-Star game before into the All-Star game. Oh, this is... I feel like uh, just playing the odds, I should take it uh, because there's always, like, injury risk. 
Uh, there's always guys like aging out of it or just having, they had their one boom season and they're out. Like Andrew Wiggins is not going to make the all-star team again. I'm going to take it. I know you're going to ask me who, and who? I don't have, <laughs> I don't. Um, how about, how about like a Scotty Barnes? That's a little spicy. Uh, how about God, who else would be there? Garland already made it. Donovan Mitchell has already made it. Oh, going right. to Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley, yep. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow. There's your two. That's a good one. That's a really Who's good your what's two? Oh, boy. Shay? Yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> Homer. This is I an know. easy one for me. Shay and then... I don't... Anthony Edwards. There you go, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Good. Anthony Edwards was an monster. That's crazy. I, know. I think I agree with that list. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no rebels here. <laughs> That's an easy one. Agreeable. Yep. Justin. Mm. The Pelicans. Take it or leave it. The Pelicans finish as a higher seed. So they, they are better than the Grizzlies and the Mavericks. Ooh. I like that one. Me too. I'm going to does it have to be both? Both. It, both. It's an, a firm and. Yes. Yes. Leave it. I leave not it. and or or. I leave it. Give um, me your order for the three. I'm going to say Mavericks, Pelicans, Grizzlies. I would agree. This um, Frisco Homer. <laughs> Listen, Interesting. I I literally five minutes ago said Luca's my MVP. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. Hey, Russ that, won MVP as a sixth seed. Okay, that's. <laughs> And we all know how that turned out. Can I just say if the Mavericks do that, that is wild because their roster does not look that great compared to the other teams in the West. Those other two specifically. I agree. I think Memphis is a candidate for regression this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're incredibly fun. I don't know that they'll have as good of a record this year. And I don't believe in Zion until I see it. I, I just can't. And so, yep. again, Pelicans, super fun, lots of fun pieces. But if Zion's not Duke Zion, then they're not they're not getting ahead of them. Interesting. Fair. Very Taylor, fair. what do you think on that one? Oh, I am leaving it because I think the Grizzlies will be above them. But I would have that Mavericks actually last. Uh, of those last. Two and Sylvia, you agreed with Justin so on Grizzlies, his order? Pelicans, Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks. I might get wild and take it just because I am afraid what happens to the Mavs if Luka gets hurt. I think that could be like a real plummet down the standings. Um, it's a special show, baby. Oh, boy. Give it's... Christian Wood 40 <laughs> minutes a game. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Sixth man, Christian Wood. Thanks. Taylor, Thanks. take it or leave it. Only one of last year's bottom three, which was the Houston Rockets, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons. Only one of those three are bottom three this year. Magic, Pistons. What was the other one again? Thunder Rockets. Rockets. Magic, Pistons, Rockets. Only one of those three are bottom three this year. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and... Take that because I think the Spurs and the Jazz will take two of those spots. Who will be the third? Which one of the, the three third, stays? The uh, third will be Houston, and I think Orlando and Detroit are each going to be quite a bit better. Uh, I think their appetite for Wimbenyama, while obviously still there, they're going to take their chances in the lottery. 
won't be nearly, especially in, in the case of the Pistons. But I think Orlando will fall in that category as well. Like they're very happy with the young guys they have, and they're kind of ready to move forward a little quicker than maybe OKC is, which personally sure. I think is a mistake. But for that reason, uh, I think those are the two teams that would kind of leapfrog out of that the the bottom three. JD. I'm going to agree with Taylor and take it and say Houston will be there. And who are the other two? Are you going Utah, San Antonio? I might get crazy and say Utah, or I might get crazy and say uh, Spurs, Charlotte. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm very low on Charlotte. Justin, taking this one or leaving it? Uh, I'm taking it as well. Um, Or wait, no, leaving it. Okay. I'm really good at this game. Um, <laughs> leaving it, more than one of last year's bottom three teams will be in the bottom three. Um, I think Rockets. And I... This may be spicy, but I'm going to say Pistons. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I, I'm going to take it. I'm going uh, Utah because I think they'll make trades. I'm going Houston because I think they're garbage. Um, <laughs> am I putting OKC in the bottom three, folks? No, dude. What? Don't I say that. Twenty-five wins. No, it, that's that's a fair point. I don't but know. Here's the thing. One rebuttal. I'm using that word <laughs> more frequently on this podcast than previous ones. It's a good word. Weird. Anyways, um, so <laughs> if Shay's an all-star, all-star, Jacob, that means that the majority – you think Shay's going to be an all-star. I don't necessarily disagree, but that would mean that the majority of those 30 wins would have to come prior to NBA All-Star weekend. Because I don't think Shay's I'm just all over in. the place, man. I'm, cover- I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> we're going to have an all-star. We're going to be bottom three. Okay, I like the hedge. I'm this all over the like place. The this is Jacob's like – See, I was right. Thinking, cherry picking predictions of like everything <laughs> that could go Jacob's way. In his defense, that's pretty much Thunder Twitter this day. Yeah, these days is a amen in the chat taking shots. I love it. <laughs> Teo Maladon catching a stray on a Sunday night. <laughs> amen. Dude, All right. Way. Last thing, folks. Oh, man. One big prediction for the NBA. One bold prediction before we get out of here. So will we just play the play the outro music as we hit these real quick? Yeah. Justin, you get the first one. That's one too much NBA pressure. One NBA bold prediction. Just give us whatever you got. I'm going to say a certain um, Paul George decides he wants to play on a new team. This Ooh. Season. I like that. I like that. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Taylor, what's yours? Kind of going back to about a minute ago, I said Orlando and Detroit would be out of those bottom three teams because I think they're going to have a better record than the Washington Wizards. Oh. Silva, what you got? Uh, Memphis will be in the play-in game because I think last year all of their, it feels like roster spots 8 to 15 overperformed, and I don't think that's going to happen two years in a row. Adios, Memphis. You remember a handful of years ago, when the Clippers and the Rockets played each other at Staples, there was like a fight in the locker room. Yeah, the and like tunnel. people were go- the tunnel Chris gate. Paul was leading the tunnel. <laughs> the team. Secret tunnel. The se- secret tunnel. Um, we're gonna get another showdown. Not in <laughs> Staples because it's the Crypto Center. So in the crypt, Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, dude, giving yeah. the hands. Oh God, that would be incredible. 
Someone's getting left in the crypt for life. Hey, no, no mean, one's actually gonna die, but we're gonna get like a big old Chris Haynes bomb. Beverly that Rock those two Red, fist Russ, fought. Russ had to get a tetanus Russ shot afterwards because <laughs> Pat Bev bit him. It's gonna be wild. That's what Great. I got. Wonderful. And somehow hey, Anthony Davis tore a ligament in the middle. <laughs> Just watching. <laughs> Draymond Green was there and punched somebody. His lower back is sore. We don't know why. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for checking out the Uncontested Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our season preview show. Next time we talk to you, the Oklahoma City Thunder will have played their first game of the regular season. I'm personally going 0-1, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be a blast. We cannot wait. Follow us on any social media account. we got Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Sub to the YouTube channel to catch us live. We're going to be live right after that game Wednesday night. We'll be live Saturday right after the watch party. So come hang out at Prairie. Spend some time with us. Hit us up if you want a hat or some stickers. Thank you guys so much for an off-season. That was an absolute blast. I felt like we uh, we kept you guys up to date. We had an incredible time going out to Summer League, covering everything for this team for you guys. We're not going anywhere. Stick with us. We will talk to you in a few days. Have a great beginning of your week. And until then, and as always, thunder up.